so with that in mind, before we go any further, let's just open up in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we come to you, and Lord, just so thankful to be in your house, uh, thankful for Brother Darvin, uh, who's pastored this church for so long, God, and did such a good job, and thankful for the work that you've done through him. And uh, Lord, we just, as we go forward in the service, I pray that you speak to me and through me, God. Lord, this is not by me, but this is only by you. I pray for this church. I pray for every heart in here, God, that's represented today. Uh, Lord, that you would show each and every one of us what we stand in need of. I pray that you would move us in a direction toward you. God, we give you all the praise and glory. We know it's not by us, but it's only by you. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, Before we get into it, this could possibly be the reason I'm so off my game tonight. Guys, y'all's going to have to help me out here. But last night, my wife gave me a bad tongue lashing before I went to bed. (laughs) And so, now I haven't been married very long, but obviously I'd made a mistake. And I didn't think this through. I've only been married about two years now. and I've been waking up real early this past week. And so I I haven't been sleeping real good. And I've been blaming it on how hot I've been getting at night. When I go to bed, I get real warm. And so there's a window unit that faces two feet from me. And it blows on me at night to keep me cool, all this stuff. Well, there's a drape over this window unit, okay? Got to have the drape because it keeps the sunlight from coming in, which wouldn't help me any this week anyway. But drapes over that window unit, it's been a problem for about two years. It's been a thorn in my side. because. <laughs> In the back of my mind, this thing has always just kept my, the cold air from coming on to me. And so before I went to bed last night, I just thought, I'm supposed to take initiative. I'm supposed to do more things around the house. So what did I do? I got a pair of scissors and I fixed that thing. <laughs> and so I'd like, I fixed my drape. The air's blowing right on me. I'm already cool. Hey, this is, I'm the speaker here, ma'am. You need to calm down. (laughs) So anyways, I was sitting there enjoying my time with the Lord, getting prepared for this message. And I was at peace and had to lay down on my pillow and was about to go doze off. And Rachel comes in ready for bed and she's talking to the dog and then she looks over and sees that drape. And from there, I I can't tell you what happened because it's not appropriate. But I got in trouble. And it, it went further south when I made mention that it looked like you got that drape off a homeless person. And that, that just made it worse. So the moral of the story is, first, don't cut no drapes without asking. <laughs> even, even if it makes complete logical sense and it benefits everybody. So... No, but in, in all seriousness, uh, it seems like uh, as I prepared this message, it just, I had it mapped out in my mind, and I kind of had a direction of where I wanted to go, and it just seemed like for whatever reason, Satan just kept coming against me, and especially this morning, it just felt like I, I don't know what it was, and I can't, I can't really describe it because I'm never usually this way, uh, but usually when I get into, uh, before Sunday school, I can always get into a really good a place and in prayer and it seems like it just the Holy Spirit starts rolling and God starts to move and 
typically if I haven't wrote my message by then, I can usually write it and it, it all just goes together real well. And for whatever reason this morning, I just really, I really struggled. <clears throat> so I look at that as maybe God has something important for us today. Uh, and I know that no weapon formed against us will prosper. I know that greater is he that lives in us than he that lives in the world. We serve a mighty God, and I believe that God's got something for us today. Uh, now, I don't know how long it's going to take me to run through this big, long message I have prepared, uh, but I think probably not very long. <clears throat> so, one thing, uh, we had Kids Club this past Wednesday, and Lloyd did our devotion, and he did a really good job, and we actually talked about what it was to be a man and all this stuff, and really convicting devotion, and I almost, I almost did a sermon over that, uh, but I, th and I think I'm going to a bit later. Uh, but anyways, one thing that he said that stuck out to me, uh, he said, everyone comes to church, and deep down they come because they know that they're in need of something that's there. And he mentioned that you might have, you might got invited here, or you, might have, you might come here because of the social aspect, you might come here because you belong, or this is where your families went for 30 years. Uh, but deep down, people make the decision to ultimately come to church, not to please other people, uh, not to look good, but they know that there's something that they're in need of there. Uh, and that just stuck out to me, and I thought about that, and I thought, you know, that's true. You know, you don't, you don't necessarily come to make everybody happy because eventually you get to a point where you don't, you don't care about making other people happy. You want to be happy, right? And so I believe, you know, that it's not by chance that we're here today, that God has something for us and that we need to acknowledge that we came here because we know that we're in need of something uh, from God. And so I want to start off asking this question, and I hope that this sermon uh, lasts as long as a devotion would, uh, but I want to start off with this question. What is your heart's deepest desire? And that's, I want everybody to ask themselves that, and I want you to give yourself an answer. What is the your heart's deepest desire. Uh, and some things that probably immediately come into our minds, if you're a young person, 16, 15, you probably want, you know, I desire to have a boyfriend. I desire to have a girlfriend. I desire to have a wife. I, you know, if you're older, you might desire to have a home. You might desire to have peace in your family. You might desire uh, to feel appreciated. You might have a job that you work really, really hard at and you, 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 you desire to be acknowledged or you desire some kind of achievement, uh, some kind of reward uh, for your labor. What is your heart's deepest desire? And that's something only you can answer. Uh, and when I think about that, I obviously, I think there's, there's no kind of trick question here. I think, there's, think it's okay to desire things, uh, but I think ultimately there's, there's supposed to be one desire that's greater than all others, and that's to love God and honor God. Uh, and I, you know, when, I, when I'm asked myself that question, I don't know if that's what jumps to the forefront of my thoughts. Uh, and that's what I want you all to think about. What was the first thing in there? It probably wasn't, if we're being honest, and I know we're sitting in a church, so maybe it was. It probably wasn't, oh, I want to I love God to my fullest. I want to absolutely love God and live my life for Him to the best of my ability. For me, when I ask myself that, if I'm being honest, it's probably more material things that jump into the, what's that current desire. Uh, so for me, honestly, recently, I've wanted to start trying to play golf. So 
my desire is to find a set of clubs right now. Like that's, so that's something that's where my mind has been at here lately. But what is our deepest desire? What is our heart's deepest desire? And now I want to ask you another question. And this requires more deeper thinking. What does God desire? Just period. What does God desire? I thought about this question for a long time and, and hours uh, just this past week. I thought about what, what does God desire? What is it that God desires? You know, obviously, he's, the Bible says that He's is a jealous God and He desires our praise. Uh, he desires our surrender. He desires our obedience. Uh, there's these things that God desires. And as I look through the Bible, I see different places in the Bible where you kind of see the character of God being shown. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to go to a couple of them places here. I'm going to go to one place in particular in Genesis chapter 22. So if you have your Bibles, you can go with me to Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22, the Bible starts off in verse 22, and it says, Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah and sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and he loaded his donkey and he took with him two servants, two of his servants, and his son Isaac. When they had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place that God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and he saw the place in the distance. And he said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go up there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and he placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went up there together, Isaac spoke up and he said to his father, Yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. Then the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told them about, Abraham built an altar and they arranged the wood on it. And he bound his son Isaac and he laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and he took the knife to slay his son. But an angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Stop there. Amen. A uh, very very crazy story in the Bible because it, God asked something from Abraham that is very, maybe even kind of seems like it's a little bit out of the character of God. He asked for maybe, arguably, I would say the most important thing in Abraham's life. He says, Abraham, I want your son. I want you to take your son and I want you to sacrifice him to me. If you know the backstory on Abraham, you know that he was married to a, a woman named Sarah, and Sarah struggled to give birth. She was, uh, I don't think she, she wasn't able to give birth for a long time. And the Bible says that 
she was able to give birth to Isaac, and it was in old age. And I believe that Abraham was like 100 years old when he finally had his first son, Isaac, uh, from his wife, Sarah. And so he was a miracle from God, Isaac was. I mean, God literally made Sarah, who was unable to have children, be able to have children even late in age for Abraham. And so he was, he was a miracle from God. God had, had blessed them greatly and He provided this miracle and now He has the son Isaac, His only son, the son that He loves, the miracle given to Him by God. And God tells Abraham to go sacrifice your son. And the Bible says that Abraham didn't... There's no account of him making an argument with God here. The Bible says very early the next morning, he got up and he saddled up a donkey and he got two servants and they went split wood and they got enough wood for the burnt offering and then they set out. And the Bible says for three days they traveled. And I, I, I mean, what, I, I, there was no account of him stopping in the middle of the three days and, and saying, God, did I, did I hear you right? Did I hear you right when you asked what you're asking? But the Bible says that he went, and then it goes on, and, and the Bible says that he sees the place where God has told him about. And he tells his servants to wait, and he says, we're going up there to worship. We're going up there to honor God. That's what we're going to do. Full well knowing what has been asked of him to sacrifice the miracle that God gave him, to give it back to God. And so I, when I read this story, it's so perplexing. And me and my assistant coach was talking about this the other day. He said, boy, I would hate to be asked that question. And he's a man that has two sons. He said, I don't think I could do it. And I would think most parents would sit back and they'd say, there's no way. And I, I don't even have children and I can feel the weight if you, if you ask me to give my wife, or you ask me to give my friend AJ, or you ask me to give very much of anything, and God asked for Abraham's only son, the miracle son, the one that God gave him, that's what he's asking for. And Abraham is climbing up this mountain with his son, full well knowing these are the last moments I'm ever going to spend with my son. And his son even asks, he goes, Dad, where is the lamb at? I get that we're going up here and we're going to make an altar and we're, and we're going to sacrifice and have a burnt offering, but what are we going to sacrifice? And Abraham, walking in faith, says, God is going to provide the sacrifice. Amen. Fully knowing that, he, that he's going up there and he goes to the very top and he binds his son up and he lays him on the altar and the Bible says that he gathers the knife and he's fixing to slaughter his son. When a voice cried out, Abraham, Abraham. So he was fully committed to this. He was going to do it. Amen. There was no if, ands, and buts about it. God had asked for this. And he was so committed to honoring God that he was going to go as far as offering his only son, Isaac, the miracle from God as a sacrifice to him. And when I read this, what's so convicting of me, what convicts me is God asks for a little bit of obedience for me, and I can't sacrifice 
to do that. God teaches us, the Bible teaches us that we should repent of sin. That we should change our minds. That we, we, sh- we shouldn't do sin. That we, that we should try to live a life that honors God. And what's so convicting to me is I mean, maybe that requires me giving up a little TV time. Or maybe that requires me not watching a show that's so perverse. Or maybe that means I need to get up off of my phone and get a little more into the Word of God. Maybe that requires about 10 minutes of my day to change where there's a little more focus and a little more shift on God. And typically, what I do is I give God an excuse. See, God's never asked for my wife. God's never asked for my son. God's never asked for anybody in my family. All God has ever asked from me is just my heart. AJ, if you'll come. No, this is not very long, but it's what God had laid on my heart this morning. See, God told Abraham that he desired his son Isaac. He said, I want you to sacrifice your son, your one and only son. And so they load up the donkeys and they load up the wood and they they go three days of travel and they climb to the top of the mountain and they go and they take takes Isaac and he binds him up and he puts him up on the altar and the Bible says he raises a knife and the Lord... An angel from heaven called out and said, Abraham, Abraham. He said, here I am, he replied. He said, don't lay a hand on the boy. Don't do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld your son, your only son. God never wanted Isaac. God just wanted Abraham. He wanted all of Abraham. And so when I ask, what does God desire? The answer to me is very simple. God desires you. He desires your obedience. He desires your attention. He desires your praise. He desires to have a relationship with you. That's it. God desires you. There's a real good chance God's never going to give you an audible and ask for your son or ask for your daughter. And what's crazy about the entire story is God gave His Son for you. And you know in that moment when I heard a sermon one time They talked about this story and they talked about how Abraham laid Isaac on that altar and he raised that knife to sacrifice his son. And in that moment, I heard a pastor describe, he said, maybe that was God just sharing a moment with one of his friends. Because in that moment, Abraham had a slight glimpse of what it would be like to be God. To give your one and only begotten son to go and take the penalty for someone else, to go and hang on a cross, to be crucified 
for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him should never perish but have everlasting life. Christ died for us while we were still sinners. God loves us and he gave his son so that we could know him more so that we could have a chance at heaven because we stood no chance. And so I'm convicted today because God's never asked me for my son. God's never asked me for very much. God just wants all of me. So my challenge to Oak Grove today is that we wouldn't be complacent and we wouldn't give God half of our attention or half of our heart or half of our praise or half of our dedication, but we would give God all of it however that is. And, and everyone has to answer that for themselves. God, how can I be more? God, how can I give you all of myself? And there's nothing wrong with desiring to have a bigger house. There's nothing wrong with working hard for your family and trying to provide and make a better life. There's nothing wrong with desiring things. But the second that other desires become in place of the absolute top desire, which is to know God, which is to love God. Once those desires are getting in front of that, we need to stop and we need to, we need to come back and say, God, forgive us. Amen. Our deepest desire should always be to know and love God more. It's got to be our baseline. It's got to be our hope. If y'all stand with me. Every head bowed and every eye closed. No one looking around. I don't know how this message has touched you today. I don't know where your hearts are at with the Lord, but we don't want to leave here without giving anybody an opportunity to pray. So if anybody would like to pray at this time, just consider the altars open. we pray together fall today we come for you today thank you father for this word you've given us thank you for this man that brought this word today father we ask you today father forgive us we fail you father today we pray today father for this sisters coming praying this morning father you just uplift her today father just give her what she stands in need of today we pray for ourselves today father that was put more desire in our hearts father to put you Number one in our lives, Father, we'll put you, Father, on top today, Father. We thank you everything you do for us today, Father. We uplift these prayer requests that have been made here today, Father. You touch them today in a special way. And, Father, we just pray this word is penetrating each and every heart today, Father. We just thank you so much for blessing this church. We thank you that you will continue to bless it, Lord. We follow your word today, Father. And, Father, today we'll give you glory. We'll give you honor today, Father. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen. Amen. What a great word from God. Amen. Take it to your heart. What he said. Anybody got any other announcements to make or anything? We're glad you're here this morning. Oh, yeah. Lisa's going to be at the back. And she's taking the, anybody wants to donate anything for food for the poor, uh, if you give a dollar, they'll match it. So, you know, just a few dollars will go a long ways if you can. You know, just she's going to have something back there. She's going to be standing back there. Hey, Amen. You going back, Vicky? Amen. Hey, Chef of Israel, we're glad to have you. We hope you come back and be with us if you can. We appreciate you very much. So, hey, amen. Pray for me and Sister Barb next Sunday. We'll be riding in on the Harley. Hey, amen. God bless you.